2: hey man terrible you just want to leave it
1: (laughs) (laughs) whatever let's go Let's
2: do this oh man i fat-fingered it i am i just fat-fingered i was i was raising the levels of our microphones Mm. and then you know Mm. i just want to start this episode off with (laughs) do you have no
1: soul Uh, fair enough
2: you know so this is movie review crew podcast if uh this is any indication so far. This is how our <laughs> show actually
0: goes. This is pretty much how it goes every yeah, week.
2: Yeah, man. So flawless. <laughs> exactly, uh, like the visual effects on it's Star true, Wars. True, uh, true, uh, true, <laughs> true, true. That is a callback to our. Are you talking about Episode One? Yeah, Episode One. Obviously, okay. obviously. Yeah, that's a callback to what is it, last week's episode. I'm pretty five. sure McNeil yeah, said that about Empire Episode strikes One Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McNeil loves it. Episode yeah. One, without a doubt. Uh, but I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Steve Rushlaw. How's it going? And Shane Kronikan.
1: How's it going?
2: Soon to be here, hopefully. Question mark. I yeah. don't know. Aaron Chroniken guess... might join us in a oh, bit. Oh, he's
1: calling. Let's do this live. <laughs> yeah. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, just ele- let's just play some elevator. let's <laughs> just
2: play some elevator music. This knows, is this has been, so been a train wreck time. so far. All right, we're back. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so Aaron will be here. <laughs> Aaron's on his way. Oh man, this is this has been one of the most
1: interesting episodes <laughs> yeah. so far. This 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 will, this, will, this will be one for the record books. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is. It's not like it's early or anything. It's the same time we usually go. Well, I was just talking about like the technical difficulties and maybe it's our fault for scheduling it on on Mother's Day. Speaking of which, we record on Sunday, so it is Mother's Day. Happy to all those mothers out there. Happy
1: belated Mother's Day. Yeah, because this will air on Monday. Well,
2: I mean, maybe you're into brevity or whatever. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Either way, good on you for having the baby. Yep, you did it. Hooray!
2: All right, let's uh, let's get a rundown on the show going. We have movies coming out to DVDs today. Uh, I think we will wait till box office results. For thursday Thursday. uh any movie news was there anything not a whole ton um i'm gonna open up this thing see if you wrote anything i did not
1: because there hasn't been a whole bunch we got some trailers we got the it chapter 2 trailer i don't know if you guys saw saw that i did um
2: i okay so let's uh i'll just jump into it right now i was like talking to a friend at work and i was like you know what man I don't know if I'm excited for it. Chapter two. I saw the trailer and I was like, you know what? I'm excited for it. Chapter two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a well well done trailer. Uh, it seemed faithful to the book, so that was a, a mm-hmm. good sign to me, anyways. I haven't read the book. Does the
0: book go into their adult lives? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So the book is it basically splits. It's it not as two. linear, but it, like it, it flashes back and gotcha. forth more. But I I do enjoy how this they did break it into two parts so that they could. Tell more of the story that so hopefully they get it right. Same same people behind the film as far as directing, uh writing, everything like that. So the first one was entertaining. Hopefully this one can can keep it up. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, when they
0: mentioned making a second chapter, mm-hmm. um wanted Jessica Chastain to
1: play. Yeah, the casting looks on point. It, I like it looks pretty dude, good. Yeah, All of
2: it. I was excited to see James McAvoy. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, both amazing actors. Um, Bill Hader as Richie, I think, is a is great casting. Oh, yeah. I, dude, every time I think of Bill Hader,
2: I think of Hot Rod. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's uh, like, yeah, man, that's a that's a wet pool. Yeah, I
0: think I, Bill Hader's I think will be perfect in that role. I mean, just spouting off,
1: yeah, the, um, random things should be great. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, some movie news that this is a little old, so if you've heard of it, forgive us, but I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Did you guys hear that uh, Rami Malek is going to be the villain in the next Bond movie? They announced that.
2: Hold on. Are you talking to us? Are you talking to the...
1: the you guys. I talking <laughs> to me and you. Yeah. Have,
2: have you heard? The only two people in this room besides <laughs> him. No, but I thought he was like... So when he started that sentence,
1: I thought he was addressing the I, audience. I was initially. Like, well,
0: also... Tell us what you think about Remy Malik being the Bond villain. Yeah, right. Yeah, that. But hey, uh, if
1: you're listening, tell us what you
0: think. Yeah. I think I think it'll be interesting. Um, we don't know. Is Daniel Craig gonna be the Bond? Craig is back. Yep. This is this his is final his last one. one.
2: Yep. I thought the last one was his final one. There
1: was thoughts that it would ju- be, but they. they Let's got just him say to say Come this. back for one more. If you
0: got a millions and millions of dollars thrown at you, would you quit?
1: I'd do anything. Wink, wink. <laughs> Anything. Well, I mean there's not a whole lot I wouldn't do for that much money.
2: Um but to be on on the same in the same vein, yes, I think uh what's his face will be good. Remy Malik will be good as a Bond villain, but what was the dude's name? Richard Madden? Uh the new oh, possible yeah. next Bond villain uh yeah. Rob Stark.
1: Yeah. Apparently he's in the running now. And I like him. If anybody hasn't seen The Bodyguard on Netflix, go see that. That. That show is absolutely phenomenal, and he is great in it. Uh, and if you have any doubts that he could play Bond, that that show will change your mind. That's a great, great show. And and he would be interesting. My vote still goes to... um, Well, now I can't think of Idris his name. Alba. Idris Elba. No, no, the guy who plays Magneto. Why, why I can't think of his no, name. Fassbender. Michael no. Fassbender. Uh, I was thinking of... Yep, Professor X, yeah, yep. we know. Mm-hmm. But my vote still goes to fastbender. I think he would make a great Bond. Uh, but Richard Madden would be awesome too. Really, really, uh, all of the names that I've heard thrown out for Bond: Elba, Fassbender. Dude, have you heard about the dark horse? Uh, Emily Blunt. No, because I've heard a, that name. Thrown really, out. Yeah. that would be interesting. No. And and of course, you know, you got people getting triggered, and James Bond's a a man, and you know, traditionally, sure, yeah, but. I wouldn't be a if, if oh, you get no. a female that can pull it off. Emily, I have no issues. Emily Blunt's pretty badass. Yeah, so. So. would it be Jane Bond? Yeah, I'd, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> That'd be I'd be like I said. It is, if she can pull it off, I have no problem with it being a female. It, if she can't pull it off, I mean, I'm I'm gonna judge it just like any other Bond.
0: Who's your dark horse, Mike?
1: Oh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> 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 Are you lying? That would be sweet though. No, it I'd see that. No, it wouldn't. Old and school no, Val Kilmer. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No one wants to see that. I Whatever, do. I would. So you have like movie news? The leading two people in the Val Kilmer
0: <laughs> right. fan club. The two here. people. It's still yeah. Have well, no, <laughs> I, I get that.
2: I get that. Uh, that's why I, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? What? Uh, I don't know if we ever got done with our run through of the episode. Uh, Can I
0: give you a spoiler for what's gonna be number one
2: in the box office? That's not today's episode. That's next, next, next. I'll just give a spoiler for it. Ahead. It's Avengers. Yep. What, dude? Don't be surprised. Didn't you see the thing? No spoilers. Don't spoil it.
1: No, they lifted that. They lifted it last week. Oh,
2: didn't you see it though? No spoilers. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's DVDs. Well, real quick, we also have a uh, review of Highwaymen. The is it K Cos? K because Yep.
1: Kevin Costner. And Woody Harrelson, directed by John Lee Hancock. Wood. Yep. So we'll
2: get into that later. Um, Go to our website in the meantime, though, moviereviewcrew.com. Check out all the sweet stuff we have on our website. Let's get into movies coming up. What are you going to say?
1: Just before we get into movies upcoming now, our upcoming page is completely updated for the month of May. Uh, So head there now to get information on all the theatrical and DVD releases, uh, with uh, trailers for all of them and everything just so you can kind of plan out your month and as far as what you're gonna watch so head there and check that out
0: also if you want
1: to suggest a movie for us right uh, on our homepage yep all right. Uh, all right so what are the
2: movies coming out two DVDs we got that pulled out
1: uh, yeah I got that there the there's a few actually uh, a couple big releases the first being cold Pursuit. With Liam Neeson. We talked about that. You've seen that in theaters, yeah, didn't you? I, didn't. I did, yes. And and it was enjoyable. I would, I would recommend at least, I mean, it'd be worth a red box. You're paying so, a yeah. dollar. So at the very least, check that out. Uh, that's got a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, nice. Uh, decent reviews there. Uh, the other big one is Happy Death Day to you, which uh, if did you Matt remember, Matt. No, I don't think he ever saw that, but Matt and I were pretty excited about that one. I think, I think, uh, I think it, he and I at least will watch that one. That one has a six point three out of ten on IMDb and a sixty eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the one I'm excited for is Triple Threat comes out to DVD. That's that martial arts movie with. Like That's out this everybody. week. Everybody, yeah, that comes Ooh. out to DVD. Yeah, Tony. Is that going to be a
0: furniture mart or one I'm going to have to pick up at Walmart?
1: <laughs> I bet it'll be a furniture mart. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I know was kind of a big release. Yeah, I mean Tony Jaa, Tiger Chen, Eiko Yue, Scott Atkins, Michael J. White. Every martial art, modern martial art, is working today. I shouldn't say every because no Donnie Yen. Speaking no, no, of a couple other that movie, Shane actually
0: got a retweet. Of his article by Michael J. White.
1: Yeah, so I'm famous. It's no big deal, but it kind of is. Did you really? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, how, <laughs> how many? How many uh, followers does Michael J. White have?
1: Uh, like a, a billion, I think. Oh, like, yeah, short of. A couple like thousand. A, 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 a few, short yeah, of I a know. billion. I'm just giving you a hard time.
2: Uh, I've never been into... Like, even when you watched It Man on the show, I was like, eh, uh, I don't know if this is my cup of tea, man. You just just
1: not, not digging the martial arts yeah. movies? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Then you probably would not enjoy Triple Threat. Because it's a martial arts movie. I mean, it's just... It's like a martial arts all-star game. and <laughs> I mean,
2: I mean it's just like... It's pretty fun. Now
1: this dude fights this dude, and now these two dudes go two-on-one against this dude. And, and so if you don't like those type of martial arts action movies, right, you wouldn't... Right. There's not a whole lot more to it. But if you're into that, you're going to dig it. So watch that if you're if I'm that's your
0: thing. pretty I went to see this movie with Shane in in the theater and I'm pretty sure I looked over a couple of times and his jaw was on the ground just yeah, like drooling
1: yeah I, I had high expectations <laughs> and it surpassed it like it, it, it did not it did not fail to deliver I think after you watched it you texted the group and you said yeah I spelled that all out yeah you're right uh there's a few more I'll just run through uh quickly fighting with my family I'll check that one out Never Grow Old, a Western with uh, Emil Hirsch and John Cusack. Straight to DVD is Backdraft Two. Mm, William Baldwin and Donald Sutherland reprise their roles. Let's move on. Uh, and Apollo Eleven, a documentary. If you want to see all the trailers to those, like I said, go to our upcoming page. They'll they'll all be there.
2: Uh, speaking of Apollos, I finally got around to watching First Man. Did, oh, did we review that on the show? Yes. What did it get?
1: High. Well, I wasn't on it. I think,
2: I think it, it got high, if I remember. Aaron, oh. Steve, and who else? Like Brent? Brent.
1: Yeah, I believe.
2: Moral of the story, though, is I don't think it's as good as you guys thought it was. Ouch. I mean, I I that's, don't even know what score you guys
1: gave it. That's like I just,
0: your opinion, man. <laughs> that's huh. is it
1: because Ryan Gosling can't act his way out of a wet paper bag? No. Oh, because he can't.
2: He was actually pretty good. He was pretty damn good in this one. Okay, uh, I've heard that, and I I can't dispute it because I haven't seen it, but. Um I have just my doubts. <laughs> I you could tell that they kind of filmed it like they filmed it a lot from his literal point of view with the camera. And I was like, I, I wanna see like the ship flying through space and I don't know. It just wasn't
1: oh. so it was uh, it was a more personal, intimate Oh it, it was of, very okay, much more personal yes. I'll, br- exactly. I'll bring it next week.
2: Uh I have it. Aaron's here if you want to borrow it. Oh yeah, sure, I'll deal <laughs> that. And I'll be like, he never gave it to me, he talked uh-huh. to him. But no, uh, it was good film. Do I think you have to see it? No. Is it the worst of Damien Chazelle's movies that I've seen? Yes. <laughs> have you only seen two? Yes. <laughs> does he only have three? Yes. Uh, does he only have three?
1: I'm pretty sure he only has Maybe the three. Maybe mainstream. I'm not sure. but
2: It doesn't matter. But it's still it's above average. That's for sure. Uh, moving on.
1: Sure. Highwaymen?
2: Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Highwaymen. 2019 is a Netflix original film, am I correct in saying that? Word. All right. Rated R, two hours and 12 minutes long, crime drama mystery film. A pair of Texas Rangers come out of retirement to catch the infamous outlaws Bounty and Clyde. Directed by John Lee Hancock, written by John Fusco. Starring Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Kathy Bates, uh, John Carroll Lynch,
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve's <laughs> got you. Yeah. Are there others? I know mean... that that those are the big ones, right? Those are the big ones. Yeah, there there are some faces you'll recognize. I meant um, to look
0: up um, his dad because I've seen him in movies, but can't think of his name.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the actor's name. I'm pretty sure he was in. He's been in a lot of good stuff. I think he was in the Green Mile. Um, no, I meant I meant Shawshank. I, <laughs> I said The Green Mile. I meant Shawshank. He he was in there. William Sadler. Yes. Uh he's he's a very good character actor. He's been in a lot a lot of things. Shawshank, Die Hard 2. Yep. Uh and yeah. he he did it again here. He, he just a, a relatively small part, but I think he did great mm-hmm. in his part.
2: Uh on Rotten Tomatoes, the film does not have a critics consensus yet. Only 120 reviews count but the uh, critic score is 57%, giving it a 5.92. An audience score of 76%, giving it an average 8 out of 10.
1: Wow, that's a, that's a pretty big yeah, disparity. It yeah.
2: Yes, it is. Um, I, I'll be honest, I did not finish this film. I thought we would have another person on the show. <laughs> uh,
1: what would you think of how? How much did you see? Uh, about an hour and a half. Uh, like I was only f- right, a half we'll, hour from finishing. We'll it. be careful not to spoil whether they caught him or not. All right. So, I don't so we're gonna do <laughs> about a half hour <laughs> of
0: elevator care? music while Mike goes and finishes <laughs> yeah, the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like I. I wanted to finish it. Um... Also, I was being facetious. You, you know, they caught him because this is based on a true story. You know that, right? You know they got them right. I yeah I knew that. All right, fair enough. I was trying to make no. a joke. <laughs> you were like, I don't care. Spoil away. No,
2: no, no. I meant like, well, so first of all, I didn't, I didn't know how true this is to real life. I thought it could have been like the retelling of um, something with like new characters added and like, oh, it's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. It's um,
0: really- you haven't seen it. There's a shootout at the end. It literally takes place. In almost the exact same spot as the real shooter.
2: Really? Yep.
1: That's pretty cool. It, and obviously... Oh, I have notes. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> obviously, throughout, they take a few liberties with scenes here and there oh, just yeah. to make it more dramatic. But the overall story, uh, as far as what I could tell from what I was able to to read and research, um, was pretty accurate. And, and I... Uh, first thoughts, I think the story was... <laughs> was a little bit lackluster as far as uh, memorable moments, I I guess. Um, But the two leads, Kevin Costner is one of my favorites and Woody Harrelson is always fantastic. And, And both of them were very good in this and, and seeing their interactions in this one, in their relationship, I think that was, that was worth watching alone.
0: Um, I picked this movie mostly because of Costner and Harrelson. Um, I think anytime you get a chance to see a movie with those two, and I, they didn't let down. That anytime they were interacting between each other was fantastic. Um, some of the scenes, like you said, it's not really memorable, um, but I did like how some of the camera work was done in this. It's a movie about Hamer and Galt. So anytime you see Bonnie and Clyde, until the end, it's long shots. You yep. don't really see their faces, yep. which I thought kind of added to this movie. Because it's not really, I mean, it is about Bonnie and Clyde, but it's about yeah, Hamer. and, and
1: I'll give you that. And it, may, it, it kind of built up that, you know, they were these legendary mm-hmm. characters. And, and I think the camera work did a good job of, of adding to that. One other thing I did want to add that I forgot to mention is I do think this is a bit long. I think it could have, I think that some of the fat could have been trimmed. This is over two hours it long. It's 2.05. What, 2.05? 2.12. Hey, uh, and 2-12. and 2-12? I don't think that's necessary. I, I mean, I appreciate a movie that takes its time. I, I really do. And for the most part, this does it well. It, this feels like an old school movie where it's just telling the story and it takes its time. It's not in a hurry to go anywhere it's not creating false excitement just for the sake of movie making but that being said i still think this could have been trimmed probably 20 to 30 minutes yeah <laughs> agreed i i
2: i texted the group and i was like hey i'm watching uh highwayman right now but if anyone wants to do something else let me know cuz i'm kind of getting sick of this movie like it, it just it went
1: long it it does it does drag and i think uh to me anyways I think what really, really prevents it from lulling and from getting really boring is the two leads. I think without those two guys and just their screen presence, I mean, these are veteran actors. They've been doing it for years, and, and they're they're leading men for a reason. Without those two leading the way, I think this would have been a really, really forgettable movie.
0: And I, I'd i have to add uh, William Sadler in to that as well. The, yeah, the scene with went. him and Costner is... Probably one of my favorite scenes in this movie.
1: I absolutely agree.
0: Um, I mean, there's there's nothing really like exciting going on. It's just the back and forth mm-hmm. of a Texas Ranger and his dad, I, pretty much. I agree. Clyde Barrow's
1: dad. I agree. That is one of my favorite scenes as well. And and the acting across the board is is very good. I don't want to take away from any of the other actors. Uh, down to the small bits, they're they're all very good. Um, and I, I agree that's one of my favorite scenes. I I enjoyed that a lot of the scenes are just characters telling stories. In that scene, Kevin Costner's telling a story of of how he got into what he does. And a lot of movies would would show that through some sort of flashback or mm-hmm. even just some th- through the writing or or the, you know, show some sort of scene. This is just showing Kevin Costner tell a story. And luckily enough, he's a good enough actor. The same thing happens uh, when Woody Harrelson's uh, telling the tale of basically the story that made these two guys legends. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just him at a table telling a story. We just get to watch him tell a story. And I personally enjoyed that rather than showing us that stuff. And
0: Yeah, I don't think we needed the flashback. I think sometimes movies... Use the flashback too much, and it hurts the movie. Um, Just him explaining it does enough to understand what's going on.
2: So you guys think the dialogue was okay, then? I do. I hated Uh, a lot of it. Which part? What about it? When we first are introduced to Woody Harrelson... The little boy comes out to the this, this stoop and was like, Mama says you got to get up, <laughs> yep. even if you don't got a job. Like, yeah. dude, no that, one I, says that. There's a I co- noticed there's that, a couple, too. There's a
0: couple characters in
2: here that <laughs> well, are really, not, really over the top. And it, like, when, when introduced to Gladys, uh, what's-his-face's his wife, uh, Kevin Costner's wife, she said, like, we just saw the scene of Kevin Costner shooting at the bottles getting thrown into the air, and we literally just saw him miss a ton. And then she comes out and says, You've never been a good shot or something like that. And it's like
1: and she's something like you you haven't held a gun in a while yeah, or something like, like that. And it's like, dude,
2: we just like there was <clears throat> so much, I, much I
1: exposition. that they just hit us over the head I, with I it. I think the dialogue I I'm focusing on is is the, the main characters, the Woody Harrelson, Kevin Costner. Um and some of their interactions. Like Steve said, the the dialogue and the storytelling between uh, Costner and and uh, Clyde's dad. Yeah, I think that was a fantastic scene. Just some of the them sitting around and talking, uh, just Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. But you're right; some of the side characters' dialogue was absolutely used to. Explain things, and like yeah, you said, explain things that we have already seen. That, yeah, well, it's the
0: share some of the sheriffs or whatever they run into. Some yeah. of the things they say. Dude,
2: and I, I, I think, I th- honestly, looking at it objectively, I think the dialogue's all the same without all the characters. I just think that Kevin Costner <laughs> and <laughs> we are good enough actors so you don't notice mm-hmm. it. That could they be. They know it could how to be. time and pace their words, but everyone else, it's
1: like holy. This is atrocious. I'm that could be. <laughs> you you could be on to something. I guess I would have to I look closer on uh on within a, the first another
2: watch. Hour. I counted like at least five or six parts where I was like this mm this is too much. Like I don't want to be
1: force fed. He he was he didn't take the show don't tell approach. Exactly. He or just... or he took show and tell. Yeah. <laughs> show, right. and then just in case they didn't yeah. get it, tell them three seconds later. He just shot at a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah,
2: They don't get it.
0: Yeah, there's a couple times when they kind of, hey, these guys are old, washed up Texas Rangers, and then immediately, like him chasing after a little kid yeah. the first time he sees the bottle. Okay, we get to see that he's old and yep. can't really run anymore. Yep. But then it also comes back to, in the end... They are old and wise, where they, instead of both of them running after him, one of them's hiding down the street and trips the kid. Mm.
1: This, it, it remind I, the age thing was brought up a lot, and some of it was good. I think the age, the part of the age theme that I enjoyed more than like, oh, hey, these are old guys, is that these are cowboys at the end of an era. These are cowboys in a world that they oh, don't no, fit in anymore. Doubt. I think that they did better because that, for the most part, was done in a show, Don't Tell. I think the, the scene, great scene, where where uh, we first see Costner's uh, Hamer character, and he's, he's in his yard, he's just knelt down uh, by the water, and it looks peaceful, and you're looking at him from inside, so you can't really hear anything. And then it goes outside, and he looks up, and there's this very clearly new bridge and and road and highway with all these cars zooming by, and it's and that's the theme of this is you know this this is a world that right, he's not it, technology best, is right. encroaching on on his world, and and it's not it's not what he's used to. It's this isn't the old west anymore, which is what I mean. He's a cowboy, and and I think that theme was done better than the oh look they're old. Theme. No, without it, I, I agree from
2: just what I saw. You could definitely tell, like, the radio's in the car, right? And they, they make the jab at him about that. Like, that interplay between characters, like, that, I thought was really well
1: done. Well, and even from the standpoint of just how they filmed it, they there were a lot of shots um, and scenes that were filmed and set up like a Western. Um, especially when they are out in... The you know out in in the country and there's these wide shots that show mm-hmm. the the views and the hills and the fields and the clouds and it's shot like a western, but then you get these scenes where they're just fish out of water and and not because of their age yeah. it's because they're just they're cowboys and this the world is changing. Sure,
2: I agree. I agree. Um, I will say though, I I, I loved. How it was shot. I loved how it looked. I, I yes. think I even wrote down costume, set design.
1: Yes, the production set. value was right. amazing,
2: phenomenal. It looked amazing, but I don't know. There, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but there were a couple spots where the editing didn't come together, and it looked jumpy.
1: Uh, which ones?
2: There. Well, first of all, I wrote that when it's the first time that. Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner in the car together. The background is flying past; like it looks like they're going seventy miles an hour in the background.
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I, dude. I'm I not don't really remember kidding. that. I didn't notice. So. I,
2: I was watching. I was like, "Holy sh that background is going way too fast!" Because the car wasn't jerky at all, and like they just seemed like they. It looked like they were on a studio set, and I was like, "That's annoying as hell," right? And then another time is it's cutting back and forth between the two of them. Same scene, like two minutes later. Uh, Harrelson and then Costner, Harrelson Costner, and like you could see uh, Costner in the foreground, and his movements would change every single time, and it would—it uh, was just
1: jerky. And see, I don't, I uh, don't, I don't yeah. specifically remember that. I do remember though the the one scene that I I think that to me is the most disappointing, um, and it, for two reasons, it's the scene where they nearly catch Bonnie and Clyde at the, I think it's like some sort of store. They they purchase some things, and then they get in this car mm-hmm. chase the, on these country roads and then into this field. Uh, the first reason is, of all the scenes, I think that was the most unnecessary, and that could have been trimmed to save that 20 minutes that I'm talking about. It, it just was there to add this excitement of, oh, we almost got them, and then we didn't. I don't think it served a purpose.
0: Yeah, I think. I was kind of thinking that this, because in the background when they're spinning around kicking up dust, you can there's moments where you can see the other car, yeah, and then two seconds later the car disappears. You're that's just like, my
1: second reason I don't like it, and I I understand that it's intentionally confusing because they are confused. It's the it's the but from a visual standpoint, that's so poorly done. It's just a it's just a mashup of of images that don't create yeah. anything like the, the visual storytelling in that scene, I, I didn't think was done very well. So that to me was the weakest scene. I think that could have been taken out completely. We didn't need it. It it didn't look good, frankly, and, and it just added more time.
0: Mike, I want you to finish this. What's up? So you can.
1: Oh, finish the movie. I talk you're gonna to say me. A
0: sentence. Tell me what you thought about what I'm about to talk about here. Okay. So at the end, hated it. um, (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So they come up with this plan to get Bonnie and Clyde near them, and they they kill them and literally riddle this car with bullets. And then they show the like, it's kind of like what I said about um, triple threat. You're getting shot, and their hands start going up. <laughs> they're The Bonnie and Clyde are in the car, and then they're just kind of like...
1: Bouncing around. Their, their
0: bodies, like...
1: Well, to be fair, if you're getting shot by,
0: like, hundreds of bullets... <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but... I don't know. I told my wife, I was like, there's something about this scene that I just, like... I understand they got to shoot them a lot, you know? But there was something about the scene that I just... So, I couldn't put my finger on what I just yeah. didn't like about that R- scene.
2: Real quick, then, because I, I, I... There's this big, like, theme throughout the movie of, like, the characters want to be moral and... Which is kind of ironic because they're breaking all these laws, going into, like, unknown territory, like Oklahoma and stuff like that. But they don't want to shoot Bonnie because she's
1: a lady. Well, I think... Does that change? I think they're exploring that that's the difference between people like them and Bonnie and Clyde. And they're exploring sometimes to catch... The bad guys, you gotta be bad. You have to have that little bit of bad in you, which they have, but the difference is they don't want to. Neither one of them enjoys killing, but they realize they that's that's where it's heading. That's inevitable, it's going to happen.
0: And it's the cops that people that Bonnie and Clyde run into is why Bonnie and Clyde went on for so long, is because it's this little little girl. Pretty much. I mean, she was what? Both of them were kids. They were these were kids. Yeah. So I mean, she comes up on cops. They're not willing to Mm -hmm. shoot them. It's kind of, and uh, Hamer even says it when they're. He's like, they're not going to shoot him. Not going to shoot her. Mm
1: -hmm. And and that was one of the things that I did enjoy, and the aspect of the two characters. They they both obviously lived this life of violence where they they've killed multiple people and it's affected both of them but the the way that they handled it was so completely different where where Costner was I don't want to say he accepted it because he he clearly didn't accept it but he was more introverted and and just it has to be done it has to be done this is the way it needs to be and I think it Harrelson was more outwardly affected but they both were affected but they both also realize, like I said, sometimes to catch the bad guys, you got to be a little bit bad.
0: Yeah, and I, going on top of that, you can kind of see with both of them how being a Texas Ranger has eaten at them mm-hmm. different ways. You could see more uh, physically with Woody Harrelson; um, just kind of it seemed like it was eating eating away at him, whereas. Costner was,
1: uh, I don't know. And, and I think kudos to Costner. Uh, he was able to, he was a quieter character, and he was able to portray things uh, while saying less. And I, I think that's that's a testament to his acting ability. Because there were a lot of times where he didn't need to talk, but he still got his character was still portrayed in a way that we were able to understand him and, and learn these things about him and i i i loved his character i loved both of these characters but costner to me was i would put this up up there with one of his best performances probably not his best but this this is one of his better roles i, I really did enjoy it name well. one better than this what's the one with the little I, yeah, kid yeah i would i would say a perfect world is yeah. better than this
2: name another
1: um Open range was very good. can't
2: do it, like I said.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, Mike, What's let up? me ask you this. Did you
0: see the scene where he purchases all the guns? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what what, what <laughs> did, you. that one. <laughs> It was an enjoyable scene. It's kind of he's just sitting there pointing out every gun, and the Liter- guy's like, you want all this? Dude, literally. What did you think of that scene?
2: My, my first thought, my first initial thought of that scene was, man, nowadays, like, not even about the guns, just like if I'm looking at shoes and I'm like, I want a pair of these, I want a pair of these. I know the salesperson can be like, all right, hold up. I'm not going to get all of them. I'm, not, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That was the first thing. But no, I thought it was this very interesting because he's living this like lavish lifestyle in quotes yeah. where he's like, I want all of these guns and we're going to need all of these tools and stuff like that. And then he's in the diner with – Woody Harrelson later on, and Woody Harrelson's like, "What's that? Well, that's my expense report, you know." And he's like, "It's this weird dichotomy of he's going all out and at, at no expense,
1: but then he's literally keeping track of all of his." I don't know. It was just this weird. See, I I enjoyed it because I I think that was just another. I think that was the first glimpse that. Okay, I'll start with this. Up till that point, he was—we had these moments where he was built up as this legend, but it was all talk. And that was the first glimpse of, all right, this dude is—this dude's for real. Like he knows yeah. his stuff. He's prepped. He's ready to go. He's done his planning. He knows what he wants. He goes and gets it. That was our first glimpse that this dude, this legend, might be for a reason. This dude might be
0: legit. Well, like when it, he first names off all these guns, you're sitting there thinking like. Okay, he's just like picking out, trying to find the gun he wants, and then he's like, "I want all of it." And you're like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> yeah, that-
2: See, that's I, cause he kept saying, "Like I want to look at these," and my first thought was, "He's gonna buy them." That's just how it's gonna go, and so it wasn't really a surprise to me. But I think it, I think it was a cool way to add to the mystique of
1: his character. Yeah, that's for sure. And and even just the way the 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 line that he has, where the guy says. Uh, what do you plan on on hunting with all of this stuff, if you don't mind me asking? And his reply is just, "I don't mind at all." And he doesn't answer, but he says, "I don't mind at all," and then gives him this look. And that's what I mean by he he does yeah. he does talking without talking. There are many moments like that throughout this movie where he just gives a look, and you know precisely what he's what he's going for, what he's not saying. And that, I think that's on Kevin Costner's ability. I- agreed.
0: I think along the lines of him buying the guns, um, him buying the B A R, like him buying that B A R, kind of brings me to Saving Private Ryan, (laughs) where he's ask, he keeps Where's your B A R? And this like, there's something about the uh, the B A R that just kind of, (laughs) it's it's almost like a mythical gun, almost (laughs) like it's got this like, Uh, probably was about it. it. It's got this era about it. I'm just like. Okay, he's got to be right. We're ready to go.
1: Uh, also,
2: it's kind of funny, Shane, that you named better performances by Kevin Costner. It's a long movie, but you didn't. Yeah, Dances with Wolves.
1: Oh yeah, well, I would have got there, but you, <coughs> bless you. That's the only movie you, he was nominated for an Oscar. Right, but and that would be up there. I that's not my favorite of his personally. It, it is. It is a great performance, but that's not his my his my favorite of his. Yeah, you're just
2: like. I got man. I'm just sick. a bunch of I'm stuff sickly going on today, now. man. Great.
1: Now I'm catching that stuff. about <laughs> we'll to catch something in a um, minute. I want to go back to the end scene that, that Steve talked about. Um, just from the filmmaking, the, the camera work perspective, uh, I enjoyed that scene. Uh, it was obviously the culmination. Uh, everything led up to that point. It's It's not surprising obviously because it's a true story but but it was filmed in a way that did still add tension to it and it was filmed in a way like i said earlier it was filmed visually like a western it even had this like showdown type of thing where it, it costner comes out and it, you j- you see him holding the gun and then you sh- it shows bine and clyde wide-eyed and then it's just close-ups of of I'll go back to visual storytelling, where, where as I said, that that the car chase scene was weak. I thought this was tremendous, because you show their hand go for the gun. You show close-up of his eyes, close-up of their eyes. You, everything is, it, it just tells the story with images, and, and close-up images of items and things. I didn't, I don't necessarily think
0: it's weak. I just thought it was kind of silly how they were kind of yeah flopping back <laughs> and forth, but I I'd agree with the Western, I mean they kind they go each of their eyes and mm-hmm. then they look at Bonnie and Clyde's guns and then yep. they look back at Coster's guns and then it's kind of like the only thing it was missing was the the, the music, yeah. the the whistle or whatever.
1: Which the music in this was very, very yeah. good, but in that scene in particular I did enjoy that it was silence. Mm-hmm. It was it was purely visual storytelling and I think it was so well done.
0: And I think going along that with Uh, the camera work, even when they were shooting, they were kind of going back and forth, looking at Hamer and Galt and looking inside the car, kind of giving you a visual of what
1: both are seeing. And and I don't know what word to use for this, but, but to filmed in a way where the, everything, everything and everybody's uh, location is known. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know where everybody is Even as the camera's moving and cutting You know precisely where everything is Where they're shooting, what's going on uh, So from from that standpoint That scene was, was done uh, really well uh, The
2: only thing that comes to mind when you say that Is just competent storytelling, man <laughs> well, Like I'm dead like, serious Yes,
1: but even more so than storytelling It's just the, the visual Geographics sure. of, of the scene where, where you know where everything is And and the camera works and the cuts aren't so choppy to where, okay, now we cut and I have to reassess where I see, am.
2: See, and that's, I'm telling you, that's why I hated Gone Baby Gone so much last week. And I, I'm not I'm not questioning you because I haven't seen it in forever. I, I may think the same thing they, if I rewatched they it. They rarely did a wide shot of people talking. And it was hard to know exactly where in the frame that they were. And it... It was very
1: frustrating. That would be. And and I think that's one thing this movie did very well. I think so as well.
0: One scene. I don't know if you've seen this scene, um, Mike, but one of the scenes that I thought was really well done was when Hamer and Galt go into Methvin's house and are kind of clearing it, searching for Bonnie and Clyde. Not see this. They don't see anything. And the whole time I kept telling my wife, somebody's going to pop out. Somebody's gonna pop out, and I think that was one of the things about this—the scene that I liked was there was nobody there. Yeah, didn't pop out. Yeah. Didn't, they stayed away from the cliche: mm-hmm. bad guy pops out of nowhere and attacks them.
1: I and and that scene was another. I think that was another instance of of a very well done addition to their theme of that these guys. Do not want to kill these people because they look in their closets and and they they grab these clothes that belong to Bonnie and Clyde and it, it's like kids' clothes and they're like they're just little itty bitty things <laughs> and 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 it just hits home that we we have to kill children mm-hmm. but they have no choice that that's the life that they chose but I think that was a really good very minor thing but it, it just added to the theme so much mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask because as we're talking about individual aspects of this movie, it seems like for the most part we have positive thoughts. Is this an instance of similar to um what what was that Whitey Bulger movie with uh, Black Mass? Black, Black Mass. Mass. Is this an instance similar to that where every nearly every aspect of the movie is well done or or competently done at the very least, but it just doesn't mesh to make a movie that's as engaging as it should be
0: i i think that'd be a great comparison because along with black mass pretty much everything was there it just didn't bring it all together to be that great movie
2: i i agree but the problem i have is i don't think that this one is very well done as well done as black mass was I think with your writing being as poor as it was, and the writing
1: is definitely worse. I will give you that.
2: And on the editing front, the things that I noticed, I I just
1: wasn't very
2: like it's just you gotta, you have a big budget, you have complete control of your set, you have to do things better. And
1: see, and I, and the editing, I I would at least say, was was hit and miss because I think there were scenes and instances that, that they did great things, and I. And the cinematography to me <laughs> was was so good. Some of the scenes, some of the way it was set up, um, sure. I don't. I I I think that at the very least, everything was was competent. Uh, other things were done very well. Sure. It just didn't. I it didn't mesh to make it the it, a, a movie that's as memorable as I thought it would be going in. I mean, this is a story of Bonnie and Clyde. This. It's a great story. We, you you have two tremendous actors, uh, but to me overall, it's it just didn't it didn't mesh. It didn't click. It didn't make that movie that it could have been.
0: I th- I think a lot of this has to do with the lead up for you, Shane, um, with Coster and Harrelson being in this movie, you expected more from it. Um, granted, it it's a good movie for me. I think I'm with you on this that going into this movie, I wanted more out of it, I guess. Yeah.
1: And it's one of those things I I don't even, I have a hard time explaining why it didn't work. It just didn't engage me like I thought it
2: would. And I was looking at some of the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, and that's what a lot of the negative ones said it was, it turns this fascinating story into a sleepy road trip.
1: And it's like, yeah. Yes and no. I right. don't I don't mind the direction they took. Uh, I think they just could have done more to make it more engaging. Right. Honestly, I think I think it boils down to go back to trim it down a bit. I, I think that w- trim twenty to thirty minutes off of this and I, I think that that increases its enjoyability tremendously. I, I Agreed. I don't know that for a fact, but I would venture to guess that would improve it. Agreed. Uh do you think you guys think it's time to rate it? I yes, think we're
2: sir. ready. All right. Uh I'm gonna hold off on my rating until so I get a full viewing.
0: Aaron is not here. Um, <laughs> yep. clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he couldn't make it today. He gave it a six and a half because only because of the two leads. Um he says otherwise it's a mostly forgettable movie, really no standout scenes.
1: And I'll I'll follow that because I I uh give it a six point seven five. Um and for a lot of, it, it, to reiterate, I, I, I have a hard time explaining why, but for some reason, this just didn't didn't engage me like it could have. Certain scenes, certain aspects of the movie, I really did enjoy. The, to me, the standout scene, the best scene, would be, like you said, when when Kevin Costner's Hamer is talking to Clyde Barrow's father. That, to me, is a, is a fantastic scene. But again, it's not a it's not a memorable scene. It's not one that that's going to be talked about for a while. Right. Um, and this doesn't have that scene, that pivotal scene in the movie that sticks with you. This movie doesn't have that. I think that hurts it. But it is worth watching, I think, at least a rent well, it's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, it's yeah. free. Well, technically 10 the, bucks. The a month. visuals for the most part are good, in my opinion. The cinematography is very good. I, I enjoyed that it was shot and filmed like a western. Um, some of the themes, in my opinion, were well done. I think the 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 theme of them being cowboys and and kind of like the end of that era were good. The age one was hit and miss, but there are good things that this does. I think it just it doesn't do those little things that would push it over the top. Sure. So what do you give it? Six point seven five. Okay, Steve.
0: I'm also giving it a six seven five. Um, I expected more of this movie. Um, but like I've said, Costner and Harrelson don't really let you down in this movie. Their acting is great. Um, like you said, William Sadler was good in this movie as well. Yeah. Um, and I said it earlier. Some of the scenes where they're showing Bonnie and Clyde, they have the faraway camera. They're hiding their face. I thought that was um, yeah,
2: that was a really good in that touch. regard. Yeah.
0: I thought that was good because it's not about
1: them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It is, but it isn't. It's about uh, Hamer and Galt. And, and sorry to interrupt, but uh, I guess we forgot to mention credit to this movie. This is the first Bonnie and Clyde movie that showed them for what they are. This didn't... This vilified them. These are horrible, horrible human beings who killed multiple people. And in, in most stories and movies... They glorify these people and they're just disgusting piles of crap. And, and, well, that's kind
0: of, I mean, if you've read anything about Bonnie and Clyde, my wife was sitting next to me when we were watching this and she was reading about some of the things that the media
1: and yes, people loved. They were heroes. This uh, movie showed that and it, and it showed Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson's disgust at it. And, and that, what, that's, that's my thoughts. And like, the it, thing with the,
0: uh, the gas station where
1: they, the guy's like, I'm not going to give you yeah. information.
0: They're taking people, money away from... No. Bonnie and Clyde were robbing from gas stations mm-hmm. like him.
1: Yep, and killing the people there a, yeah. l- a lot of times. So it's
0: it's kind of how the world it still is today. Yeah. People are, oh, these guys are fantastic. They're out doing this, this, and this
2: when... Everybody wants to root for a bad guy until yeah. it happens to them. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, so... I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to point out kudos to this movie for taking that route and showing that these guys are just criminals and, and murdering piles of crap, and they're, they shouldn't be glorified.
0: But I'll say this. Of the Netflix movies that have come out this year, this is probably the best one. Not saying much, because it's pretty much this or Triple Front <laughs> right? Yeah. But this is the better of the two we've done.
2: Yeah. So what, uh, what
0: did you end up giving it? 6.75, oh, six seven five, that's right.
2: So 6.67. uh I want to ask real quick. The director was coming off of The Founder, Oscar-nominated film. Yes. Is this a letdown?
0: I guess
1: based off that, yeah. I think he's more of... Well, I don't know, because it, to me, I think the directing was very good. I, I, I think the, the letdown... I don't know whose decision it would have been to trim time off... Um, but, but ultimately, I, I mean, your editor does it, but ultimately it's your director's decision. Is it? Okay. So, I mean, in my opinion, that's, that was a mistake. But I think uh, a lot of it comes down to the writing.
0: Uh, I was going to say, this isn't necessarily his type of movie. I mean, he's done... Um, done The Blind Side. The Blind Side, Saving Mr. Banks, The Founder. Yeah. But then when you look at it, this is exactly yeah, what his it's movie a based is. based on a true story type yeah. of
1: deal. Uh, yeah that he likes well, seemingly likes to do yeah. so i i don't think it's a letdown on his part i mean i don't think it lives up to his
2: past movies though
1: no uh, not as a whole but <laughs> i think as far as uh the visuals the camera work things like that i i think it it is on at least on par with some of his other stuff agreed uh so real quick pop quiz asshole this or Overlord? This. I still haven't seen Overlord. I haven't seen
0: Overlord, but I'm still going to say this.
1: This or Tombstone? Tombstone. Tombstone. Tombstone has more memorable scenes. This or Saw? This. The first one? Yeah. I don't know. Saw. Saw. Maybe Saw, because Saw sticks with you, the man. First yeah, one, the, fr- the first
0: one's fantastic. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll change it. I, I, I'm changing my mind. Saw. Color of Money? This. This. Happy Gilmore? <laughs> uh, I would um, probably rewatch Happy Gilmore in the future
0: I think Gilmore has more rewatchability I think so This is probably a better movie
1: Yeah, probably
0: act we'll, act, we'll say acting wise
2: Last one from the
1: same era Lawless That's a really good comparison
0: I'd say uh, Lawless It has more memorable scenes So
1: I, I'm going to say this And that's, that's purely actor preference And, and I would rather watch Costner and Harrelson than than uh, Hardy and LeBuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to crap on LeBuff. He's a weirdo, but he's a decent actor. But I still prefer these two guys.
2: Uh, interesting though. I will, for the sake of like building up the legends of the characters, I think The Highwayman does a better job, even though
1: Hardy's character is basically this big legend. In I agree. I think. Oh, I think you that, mean of having them live up to the legend, to where you can see why these dudes are legend, or, or well, like
2: way? the how they basically they don't show Brian Clyde's face for forty five. Oh, minutes in that first, aspect, yeah, yes. and it's, it's like damn, yeah, like it's it's building these larger life characters, and I, I just I thought it was cool. Uh, so six point six seven, which is
1: a it's a B. That's that's actually the. 6.66 is like the cutoff, so oh, it's God. just barely the B. Repeating, of it's course. It's movie. It's a B movie. <laughs> uh, this or the B movie? <laughs> yeah. This. B movie. No. This. Mm.
2: No. Uh, anyway, 6.67 for The Highwayman, which is B. Go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request a movie right on our homepage. Uh, and tell us movies that you think we should see, You uh, some of your favorite movies. Just yeah. let us know. Tell us what, what
1: you've seen and your thoughts on it. If you've right. seen this, let us know what, what you agree with, what you disagree with, what you thought of it.
2: Uh, and also, we're on Instagram and Facebook,
1: Movie Review
2: Crew. I'm sorry, The Movie Review Crew. What's our Thursday episode? Thursday episode is Scott Pilgrim versus The World. So join us for that. Uh, anything else, guys?
1: Uh, just to, we know already that one of the movies for next week is going to be uh, Pokemon yes. Detective Pikachu. Yes, yes, yes. Because that was on our top ten most anticipated. So, uh, be on the lookout for that next Monday. Uh, we'll have that episode for you and that review for you. Then uh we have
0: The week after that, sorry. We already know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, John, John, w- John Wick. Wick 3. Oh, so. I
1: can't wait for John Wick 3.
2: That's already getting absolutely. really
1: good reviews, too.
2: Yep. Uh, so in the meantime, guys, uh, someone on the show.
1: Tell your friends. Hey guys! Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a cr- sir,
0: I said good day.
1: Yeah. See ya.
0: Hasta la vista, baby. This has been
2: the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Linger, man.
0: Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.